0: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Whoso dwelleth in the help of the Most High shall abide in the shelter of the God of Heaven. This is the beginning of Psalm 90, which is appointed for every Panahita, and for the funeral service, as it is the psalm reminding us of our need to abide and dwell in God. As the psalm goes on, it is reflecting especially going on the attacks and waves and billows of life and God's defense. think of the words dwell and abide and it is hard for me as I think of David and his life and the years that I've known him, the past five years of knowing him and especially thinking of that deep voice resounding from the choir, it really reminds me of dwelling and abiding. That he as we have in the church put those who have reposed, they stand with us, that there is a reason why he is facing the altar with us, that is as if he is standing with us and that he awaits the resurrection when his name is called when the trumpet sounds and all shall arise and stand before God. And it is David as one whom his namesake for the king and prophet that i think of one who dwelt and abided in god one whom if there was going to be a bible study or some kind of study uh, especially in the first few years and even during covid when we did a zoom bible study he was dutifully present engaged asking all sorts of questions And his retirement, I don't know if you knew this, he he might have told you, uh, (laughs) that he was doing his own, I'll just say, extracurricular uh, adult education, where he was taking distance courses about orthodoxy, the Old Testament. He sent me his term paper uh, to read. He was engaged. And I don't mean this in some like academic pursuit, but that he was deeply in love with the scriptures and the tradition of the church. And this wasn't just like a hobby. It was something that he incarnated, that he dwelled in, that he really wrestled with and dwelt with in scripture. If you sat or sat in your chair on the Zoom calls or if you were in the classes, he engaged and wrestled deeply and witnessed to the faith that he had Because, as we say in the prayers, there is no man who does not sin, and he is someone who would readily recollect and admit his faults and his sins. But he was always pointing because he had a taste of God, he had dwelt and abided in God, especially in the study of Scripture and in his own acts of mercy and his own witnessing and talking and pointing towards the kingdom. That's why I know we will all miss not just his bass voice, yes. though maybe it was a, a step, a half step behind everyone. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> but this is, he took classes in order to learn how to better sing. He was somebody who was always Pushing himself, and I say that dwelling and abiding with somebody who this was his life, and it showed in his little interactions of things as a priest you're privy to that others may not know of little acts of mercy and things that he would do, being able to be welcomed into his home uh, at various points throughout his battle with cancer as he'd be homebound, and just being able to see. Uh, get to know his family a little bit. And the life that he led, he was not a man without sin, but he was a man who pointed to the kingdom, who showed us an example of what it was to dwell and abide and let God be the defender. There was, as I'm reminded in hearing David's confessions, there was a little bit that he had written up at the end, that was always his kind of like summing up his confession, where he would talk about, Give me the faith of Abraham. And he added that, I think, Reed, because of the study we did in Romans and reading St. John Chrysostom and his homilies on Romans and talking about what justification by faith meant in Romans and how, for St. John, what he understood St. Paul to mean was that it was the faith in the God who can raise one from the dead. There's the God who could do what for us seems impossible. That was the justifying faith. And you can see in his engagement and his desire for God and understanding God and growing closer to him, that he incorporated into his confession, into his prayer life, to be granted that same faith of Abraham. And this struck me this evening as there's multiple times throughout the service for those who have departed this life, that we pray for, that he may be numbered with those in the bosom of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he may dwell in the bosom of Abraham. This is the prayer that David had to have but the faith of Abraham, who left his home, who left all things, who was ready even to give up his son to God, that there was the faith in the God who could bring life out of death, a God who could bring water into the desert, a God who can bring joy into what could only be, especially in David's last days, the grief of the passing of his son, Jack, that it was that faith of Abraham and the God who became one of us Who dwelt with us, who taught us, who lived as one of us, and then died as one of us. And then went into the depths of the darkness to be able to bring us up into the light of the bosom of Abraham. The light of the table that we will all sit down at one day. That we, uh, praying for David as he goes from this life to the next, especially in these next 40 days, that we remember his witness, his pointing, his abiding, his dwelling, that baseline voice. Because what does a bass do but really kind of offer the base for the entire choir, right? I mean, B-A-S-E, right? That everything comes from that. So may we remember David, his witness. May we remember ourselves to seek after God to dwell and to abide, and to ask for that same faith that Abraham had in the God who brings life out of death. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. We have tomorrow morning.